Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Slice by Hurry, the show where the team at Hurry give you marketing insights, hints, and tips that will help you improve your results right now. I'm Dominique Daly, and in today's podcast, we're going to learn the ABCs of market segmentation. We also have associated guides, videos, blogs, and infographics that can all be found at www.hurry.co. So here we go. So, you're a total market segmentation beginner. You've heard the rumours of potential increase in profits and user evangelism galore, but you're a bit lost when it comes to the hows and whys of market segmentation strategies. Never fear. In life, it's often the first few steps that are the hardest part of the journey. Having the strength, courage and innovative spirit to try something completely new is daunting. You might wobble at first, but once you take that leap into the unknown, you'll find great things are waiting for you. And that's exactly what will happen if you decide to get started with market segmentation. No one's saying you need to have blind faith, however. Don't jump with your eyes closed. That's just silly. Having all the information you need to make the first move is important. It's that spring of confidence that will propel you forward, safe in the knowledge that you're doing the right thing. In this guide, we lay the strong foundations that will get you on your way to segmentation success. You will learn what segmentation is, why it's beneficial to implement in your strategy, and how you can carry out appropriate research and build optimized segments that are personalized to your audience's needs. And we'll do all of this within the confides of an easy to digest model, the ABCs of market segmentation. By the time we finish, you should be able to confidently pitch, project, and implement this transformational tactic within your business. So listen on, my friend, listen on. What is market segmentation? First introduced in 1956 by Wendell R. Smith, the concept of market segmentation was proposed as a response to increasingly heterogeneous consumer markets. Market segmentation, according to Smith, is the process of identifying segments of consumers within a diverse market that have shared characteristics and grouping those consumers into subgroups that are likely to respond positively to similar marketing approaches. The approach is intended to give your business a competitive advantage within the market by heavily focusing your marketing energy on smaller, more specialized groups as opposed to traditional mass marketing methods. Over time, Smith's ideas on segmentation mingled with concepts of economic pricing theory and evolved into today's model, STP, that is segmenting, targeting, positioning. So, who needs market segmentation? Everyone, trust me. If you have an audience, no matter what size, they're diverse enough to carry out at least some level of meaningful segmentation in order to optimize your user experience and deliver relevant, valuable content. Contrary to popular belief, Market segmentation is not solely reserved for multi-billion dollar conglomerates with data warehouses the size of football pitches. It can be carried out by both large and small scale businesses and produce some overwhelmingly positive results. A company that targets speciality markets will be more effective than a spray and pray business aiming for the average customer. After all, 74% of customers find websites that lack personalization frustrating. So whether you're a startup or your business is starting to take over the world, your segmentation strategy should be top priority. The ABCs of market segmentation. 
Segmentation at its core is all about breaking things down into more manageable chunks. This has inspired us to come up with a clever little acronym to help you break down the segmentation process into manageable pieces and get to grips with this essential marketing tactic. A is for audience data. B is for breakdown into groups. C is for customized content. Audience data. The market segmentation revolution is one that's customer oriented. It reflects the migration of marketers away from a more primitive, product-centric approach and towards effective, customer-centric methods. However, this notion of customer centricity didn't just come along last week. In 1960, Levitt proposed that businesses should not focus their energies on selling products, but rather on fulfilling customer needs. From then on, the path to customer centricity was a long and winding one. It wasn't until the 1990s when the significant increase of customer data generating technologies like the Internet of Things and the ability to store and retrieve this data caused a spike in the importance placed on audience power and data-driven marketing. There were five trends pushing firms in the direction of customer centricity. One, the pressure to improve marketing productivity. Two, increasing market diversity. Three, intensifying competition. Four, empowered consumers. Five, advances in technology. With all of this new customer data available, it was up to marketers to leverage the insights and translate them into actionable results. Enter CRM, Customer Relationship Management, a term first coined in 1955, and CRM Systems. This is the multi-billion dollar industry that encouraged companies to invest in IT infrastructure that would facilitate the rise of data-driven marketing. Through CRM software, marketers are able to keep track of their customer data, analyze it, and action insight focused campaigns, visualizing the results in real time. CRM software enables marketers to create better customer experiences and in turn increases return on investment. As business technology has advanced, so too has consumer technology. Home computers streamlined to desktops, which transformed into lightweight laptops and were overtaken by smartphones and other mobile devices all of which connect to increasingly high-speed Wi-Fi. Connectivity in 2019 was off the charts. 4.39 billion internet users explored the World Wide Web, a 9% increase from the previous year. And the more people get online, the more consumer data is collected, meaning marketing efforts become more personalized than ever before. Unsurprisingly, not everyone is thrilled about their personal data being available for businesses to exploit. Concerns over the all-seeing eye of the digital panoptic are bountiful. When arguing the need for reform, critics often cite the misuse of personal data by companies who disregard consumer privacy in pursuit of power and profit. These data protection concerns were further pushed into the public consciousness with the emergence and subsequent dominance of social media platforms like Facebook. Data scandals, some involving the spread of social and political misinformation affecting huge world events, captured media attention and fueled the outcry for regulation. In 2018, in order to curb these concerns and protect the public, the European Union introduced the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR. The law aims to give the public control of their data privacy 
by requiring any website collecting user data to declare so. Users also have the ability to request access to any data record held under their name, plus many, many more rules and regulations for businesses to follow. So, what happens if your business mishandles its audience data under the new regulations? Well, you could face a fine of up to 20 million euros or 4% of your annual global turnover, whichever is higher. Wow, now you understand just how important audience data can be. Break down into segments. Now we're getting to the good part. You've got to grips with where your audience data comes from and how to access it. It's time to start segmenting. There are four main types of market segmentation that are fundamental to accurately breaking down your data in the B2C marketplace. These are demographic, geographic, behavioral, and psychographic data. All of the segmentation types have unique characteristics, but it's likely that you will find the best results when using a combination of more than one of these methods. So what are these types of segmentation and how can they help you? Demographic. Arguably the most basic of all the segmentation types, demographic segmentation covers a contact's name, age, gender, income, education, occupation, marital status, etc. Despite its humble reputation, demographic segmentation is the most commonly used form, as this information is easily collected and analyzed by companies. Some elements of demographic information can be hugely helpful for guiding the content of your marketing efforts. For example, a clothing brand will need to offer different products and messages to a customer who is 15 years old compared to one who is 65 years old. Similarly, a jeweler communicating with a customer who is listed as engaged will require different marketing content and offers to a contact whose status is married. Geographic. This one is pretty self-explanatory. Geographic segmentation is based on your audience's geographic location. There's a lot to take into consideration when it comes to geography. It's not just as simple as the city your audience lives in, although that is a factor. Geographic segmentation creates target segments based on five main aspects. Location, urbanicity, climate, culture, language. Each of these factors can significantly impact your users' reactions to marketing content. Understanding your contacts' unique geographical information can be the making of your campaign. After all, your contacts may live in the same country, but that does not guarantee that they speak the same language or practice the same customs and traditions. Segmentation has the power to set you apart from other brands. For example, a shoe store with contacts across the whole of the United States could send the same email blast to all contacts and have low engagement rates. This low engagement is a result of their audience's differing geographic characteristics. To gain better results, the company could geographically segment its audience based on location and climate, i.e. sending one email that includes flip-flops and sandals to users in sunny California and another separate email offering snow boots for those customers in frosty Alaska. Segmenting campaigns in this fashion is far more personalised to the needs of each customer. Using market segmentation in this way would undoubtedly see more clicks and opens. Users who receive content that is relevant and valuable to their needs are far more likely to respond positively and, as a result, complete a purchase. Behavioural Understanding who your customer is and where they are is great, 
but when it comes to segmentation, going deeper is always better. Behavioural segmentation groups users based on their actions in store, online and in-app. These actions can be anything from previous purchases, card abandonment, page views or bounce rate, etc. Behavioural segmentation allows you to pinpoint your customers' real needs and desires and target them with marketing content that directly services those needs. Let's take the example of a 24-year-old female shopper browsing a flight app. Over the past two weeks, she has been repeatedly checking on flights to Bali, even setting up a price drop alert. And yet, still no purchase. Your behavioural segmentation savvies who tell you that there's an opportunity here. You launch a push notification giving her 5% off long-haul flights, and bam, sale made. See a problem? Solve a problem. Using segmentation based on real-time actions and habits of your customers is one of the quickest ways to build relationships, reward loyalty, and give the personalized experience that modern customers crave. In turn, more precise marketing ensures a higher return of investment, removing the guesswork from product promotion and optimizing the buyer's journey. Psychographic. So, you know what your audience does? How about finding out what they think? Sounds impossible, right? You're not a mind reader. And if you had a crystal ball that could see the future, you would have won the lottery by now. Well, psychographic segmentation has your back in this department. Psychographic segmentation takes its lead from elements of psychology, focusing on personality traits, values, interests, political leanings, lifestyles, and opinions. This type of segmentation goes to the deepest layer of the consumer subconscious and returns the innermost workings of your audience's brains. This means you can give them hyper-personalized, valuable experiences that cater to their individual likes, dislikes, wants and requirements. Appealing to the emotional brain of your users using psychographic data makes your marketing more versatile for your business and more valuable for your audience. But don't forget, emotional data can be tough to categorize, can often be biased and easily misinterpreted. So be sure you use it correctly. Creating your segments. It's time to roll up your sleeves and get down to the real work, creating your segments. Before we tell you what you should do, let's talk about the big hazards that you need to avoid. There are four main rules for successful market segmentation. One, don't make your segments too broad or too narrow. Two, align your segments with your business goals. Three, use concrete data, not just instincts. Four, be consistent with your segments globally. Breaking down your existing and potential audience into segments can seem like a daunting task. Today's markets are diverse and demanding battlefields. Target the wrong fractions and your business could suffer real consequences. For this reason, it's important to follow the tried and tested steps of successful segmentation to ensure your strategy is up to scratch. Luckily for you, we've simplified the process into three steps that will have your segments fighting fit. Step one, set your objectives. Step two, research the market. Step three, create segment profiles. Step one, set your objectives. By this point, your business should have a number of well-defined goals that you are aiming to achieve with the help of segmentation. This goal may be a percentage increase in revenue for the year or a boost in new client signups. Whatever your goal to help you get there, we need to have a clearly defined, precise set of actions that you can take along the way. Think of objectives like stepping stones. 
Without them, it's likely you will get sidetracked and lose sight of your end goal. So, what do objectives look like? When setting your segmentation objectives, it is important to ensure that they are SMART. By this we mean specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Poorly formulated objectives will send your teams off on a wild goose chase, which will ultimately see you fail to reach your goals. Step 2. Research your market. Now that you understand your goals and the objectives that will help you achieve them, it's time to dig deep into the market to find out everything you can about your target audience. When undertaking segmentation research, we can separate methods into four broad categories. 1. Quantitative survey-based research. This method involves the collection of data from people within the target market, for example, holidaymakers in the UK. Data is retrieved by sending out surveys that can return hundreds if not thousands of answers. The data is then collated and subjected to algorithmic analysis, the results of which produce the desired segments. The segments are built from the clusters by comparing where each group is statistically significantly different from the others. A detailed profile is built from the list of items providing context to what each segment wants, why they want it, and who they are. 2. Research based on secondary data. This research requires the analysis of secondary data that has already been collected by a third party and is accessible within the public domain. This data is typically free or inexpensive to obtain. The most common form of secondary data is census information, which is made freely available from government bodies. Due to the nature of secondary data, the segments that are produced from this method of research are mainly demographic data focused. Secondary data includes government statistics, industry associations, trade publications, company websites, and market research reports. 3. Research based on company databases. This is where your own behavioural data comes into play. Data that is collected via your website, app, email lists and social media engagement can all be analysed to gain insight into product preferences, purchase frequency, traffic trends, etc. Company CRMs, Google Analytics and social media analytics return detailed data regarding your customer's behaviour, allowing you to make informed decisions around segments you should target. 4. Qualitative research. Often performed as a precursor to quantitative research, this primary research method includes focus groups, in-depth interviews and ethnography. Due to its nature, qualitative research tends to return the richest data regarding audiences' psychographic information. However, the information garnered from qualitative techniques can be difficult to practically implement. Step 3. Create segment profiles. Once you have carried out the relevant research and determined the target segments you wish to pursue, you need to clearly describe each segment in a segment profile. According to Kurtz, a segment profile will include information about lifestyle patterns, attitudes towards product attributes and brands, product use, geographic locations and demographic characteristics. Let's take the example of an air travel market segment. The segment profile here will be for a business traveller. In our segment profile, we will include the segment size, segment growth, the market share, the usage level of the airline, the customer needs, the level of brand loyalty, the level of price sensitivity, demographic information and geographic information. Customised content. We have arrived at the final stage of the ABCs of market segmentation. C. 
Customizing your content to suit each of your identified segments is the icing on top of the segmentation cake. You might think this stage is less important, as it comes at the very end. But imagine eating a cake without icing. You would be missing out on one super sweet enhancement. Yes. Customizing your content is essential to make sure all of your efforts don't go to waste and that your customers get the most delicious content on the market. Before you do anything, you need to make sure the personalized content you're planning to create will be seen by your segments. Part of the beauty of segmentation is the ability to predict the best channels to reach your target audience. Using the data you have collected and analyzed during the research phase of creating your segments, you can deduce which channels your audience are likely to respond positively to. Let's think about our business traveler segment again. From our segment research, we can deduce that email and professionally focused social media sites such as LinkedIn would be the correct channels to reach this segment. As a business traveler, it is likely that this segment will spend a large portion of their day checking emails. They may even have their emails synced to their mobile device so they can receive your content on the go. Similarly, social media sites are app-based and can deliver personalized push notifications directly to users' mobile phones. With just a few clicks, your highly relevant content could be in the pocket of a prospective customer. A multi-channel marketing approach, which includes both offline and online communication, is essential in today's market to reach users at the right time, on the right platform, with seamlessness and a fluidity that boosts user experience. Knowing which channels to pursue and how to leverage them will be the key to your market segmentation success. Personalization. The most effective way to customize content and serve the individual needs of each consumer segment is to apply personalization. Personalization within marketing has produced some of the most transformative engagement rates in years. There are a number of benefits to adding personalization to your content. One, personalization helps to build a better relationship with your customers. Using the data that you hold to recall customer information such as name or city of residence can inject emotionality into your marketing. By using a person's name, you're creating a sense of belonging, making the customer feel known and welcome. Two, personalization improves user experience. Modern technology is all about convenience. Life is hard. So if you can make things a little easier for your customers by using data to suggest products that they're likely to enjoy, then why not? Your customers will appreciate the effort that you have taken to save them time researching new products online. Three, personalization boosts sales and conversions. It makes sense that when your customers feel comfortable browsing your site and have been offered valuable personalized content that they will actually want to engage with, they will be more likely to part with their cash. Impulse shopping rates increase 49% and returns of impulse buying decreases by 5% when personalization tactics are introduced into the sales funnel. Personalization equals happy customers and happy marketers, full stop. The great thing about personalization is that it can be added to almost any part of your current marketing strategy. It's that little bit of seasoning that makes your offering all the more spicy. One thing you need to remember, however, is that while some personalization is great, too much can be creepy. We're back to the data privacy thing here. Your customers don't want to feel like they're being followed when they're on the internet. You can combat this by running A-B tests to gauge just how much personalization your segments can tolerate before they become uncomfortable. If you choose to implement what you've learned here, 
you'll be on the business end of a number of great benefits, including an optimized user experience, powerful insights to help you break into new markets and design customer-centric products, and more focused marketing efforts, which in turn leads to an overall boost in revenue. You can't lose, really. Market segmentation is a powerful and complex tool that can change your marketing for the better and for the long term. These ABCs are just the beginning and we hope they've inspired you to get moving. If you want to know more about market segmentation and how Hurry can help you become the master of customer-centric marketing, don't hesitate to get in touch and book a demo today. If you like this podcast, then you can subscribe for free via any podcast app or on Spotify. Feel free to share with a friend if you think they might enjoy it. And don't forget, you can find other resources like guides, videos, blogs and infographics over on our website at www.hurry.co. Thanks for listening.